0: college football do, do the way you have it in the script you know
1: okay all right cool well we You're are live. Live.
0: it's amazing we're live and he's dropping the deuce it's unbelievable
1: man. well you know? you know what that's how he's hardline, so that's that's what we got to do so oh, it's a hey, hard everybody. Hey, we're gonna talk we're gonna talk we got a lot of stuff to talk about today and uh, welcome on a on a friday of labor day weekend hey college football last night kicked off man two great games that went down to the wire they were comebacks um Interceptions that were returned for touchdowns. Um, so I got to, you know, the Penn State over Purdue and then Pitt over West Virginia. Uh, those were two great battles. Of course, they weren't any of the top four teams that we always talk about, but I got to tell you, I enjoyed it thoroughly last night. Yeah, it's a bang. Look at, we went back even
0: this uh, last Saturday with a great Nebraska Northwestern game. So the NCAA college football season is off and running. And very good drama and very competitive games. And, you know, Louis Riddick said, who called the game along with Randy Scott on the Pittsburgh-West Virginia game, said, if all the games he's ever played in or called, he went to Pitt. That was the most emotional when he played in it. It means a lot. That game means a lot to the Pitt fans. And, you know, look, Penny Pickett just left, so –
1: And they hadn't played that game in about 10 years. They they hadn't had that backyard brawl that they were talking about. So I'm glad they brought it back. And for that area there, Oh, for the Western Pennsylvania and West Virginia. Oh my God. That's, that's just, uh, it's uh, it just brings back culture. And you you remember your, your mama and your daddy and your granddad watching those games too. So yeah, it was great. It was really great to watch. Uh, we're going to be looking at, and, and of course, once Hardline gets done in the bathroom, we'll talk to him about this, but, uh, uh, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, and Ohio State. I know. I mean, oh my God, Notre you know Dame. Ohio- now, you
0: know, now you know during COVID where all the toilet
1: paper shortage went.
0: <laughs> <laughs> open that door. I guarantee, you open that door, and toilet paper
1: and paper towels fly out. Oh my God! Well, we've got the camera on the door just in case he does come walking out. Hopefully, he pulls up his pants this time. Um, Ohio State, Notre Dame. We're going to ask him about that. Uh, I, I got Ohio State in that game. I still, I, I think it'll be a fairly close game, but I got Ohio State. What are you looking at?
0: they favorite by twenty. It, it's Notre Dame. Notre Dame's got a tough, tough schedule this year, and I don't know oh, if they're, yeah. you know, um, the, the new coach, Brian Kelly, left after all those years. Went down to LSU. A, a big, big resume with Brian Kelly as far as wins and losses in South Bend. So, but I love it. We talked about it when we had Chris Landry on last week. I, I was so pissed off that teams like USC start with Rice and Fresno State. Did you see who Fresno State started with last night? They started with Cal Poly. John wow. Daly and his beautiful wife Terry, Joe Watts, Jeremy Settles, John Hyatt, Matthew Swan, and his dog Nike could beat Cal Poly. I mean, then- <laughs> yeah. wow!
1: You all right? Hey, headline, you're back. Did you fly? You lost Did your, really you really your pounds, buddy.
2: <laughs> you know, you know when you get past thirty, everything starts to slowly shut down. You know they say men <laughs> die at seventy-five, so it's that slow damn walk. <laughs>
1: So we were talking college football. So Ohio State, Notre Dame, what are you What are you looking at as far as what the hard line's doing?
2: Uh, so I'm looking to see exactly kind of if Notre Dame's getting any quality wide receivers back. They've had a myriad of injuries kind of going on the last few weeks. Um, leading up into this week, I thought maybe Notre Dame would be able to pull something off. But I got to go Ohio State. I just think that they're more complete. I think that they're less injured. I think that Ohio State gets the win. Um I would hope Notre Dame could pull up the upset, though, because then it makes things more interesting down the stretch due to their schedule. All
0: right. Georgia. Georgia plays Oregon. Now, I think SCs are going to landslide, going to go 10-0 and or 11-0 with that horrible conference run. We just talked about it while you were taking a dump. We talked about that. They, they open up with Rice and Fresno State, so they're two non-conference games are, 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 are gimmies, you know, the cupcakes. Um, sure. Give me that one because if Oregon can somehow go down, beat Georgia. That would really solidify them as a Pac 12, I think, uh a, a combatant to USC. These help.
2: I, I just can't see Oregon beating Georgia. I I as much as it sounds nice. I mean Oregon struggled against the run last season, especially when you look at um them playing Utah, I believe in the Pac 12 championship game, and Utah just ran it on them down their throat. Uh Oregon has a difficulty stopping the run. I think that Georgia has a, a very good run game, and I think they're just going to keep beating it to a mall game. Uh, the only thing that might help Oregon will be their pass game, and that's assuming that one of the five-star recruits that Georgia has uh, gets injured and they have to go to a four-star that just happens to make a mistake.
1: <laughs> what do you think it's- about the defense of Georgia? Since they, they lost a lot of players to the NFL, uh, do you think that they revamped that they're going to be as good as they were last year?
2: I don't think they'll be as good as they were last year. I still think that they'll be good. I still think that they're one of the top teams in the SEC to beat. But that team was special. I mean, you know, even going into the national championship game last year, you know, Fish and I thought Alabama wasn't going to make this mistake. And you you wrote with Georgia. And I mean, they were a very, very good team. Um, I still think that Alabama is probably the best team in the SEC this year. uh, But Georgia's not that far removed from where they were
1: last year. All right. Hey, folks, questions or comments, drop them in the chat box. If you're not watching us live, email us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. We are Daily Fish. Coming to you from Vegas and Myrtle Beach, we hit sports, entertainment, politics, everything in between. Controversial but informed. No woke, no extreme. Bring it on, you social justice cops. We let the threes fly. Aim for the upper deck as well. Uh, We are live on Facebook normally, daily.fish.5, on Facebook at Mon- on Mondays at 6 p.m. and 3 p.m. We're doing it on Friday this week because we got Labor Day and and, and fish and and, and hardline. They, they they got things planned, so we didn't want to get in the way of that. Uh, you can also check us on Facebook on the Myrtle Beach Golf Channel and Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. Check us out on Daily Fish on YouTube, Wingding TV. We're also on Hey Vegas TV, and you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, and Stitcher. And Amazon as well. You can use all those channels to also hear our interview shows with our special guest. And we have the hard line here. He is John Hardison from the Cost of Winning podcast. You can see him also on all those places too, but he's with us every week as well. Um, let's, um, I want to hit uh, a little uh, baseball because we, we're, we're certainly getting into it's it's Labor Day weekend. Um, and I guess the question we were asking was who fades? Who fades coming down the stretch? Hardline, who do you have?
2: Uh, so here's the biggest thing. Looking kind of at like the Padres and the Phillies for that wild card spot, that's the one that I'm a little concerned about. I would think that the Padres can make um, make a push. But their schedule and the oh. Phillies schedule, they're, they're not the easiest. You know, Phillies, they play – bless you. The Phillies play Houston, Atlanta, and Toronto um, – the san diego padres they've got the giants which sometimes gives them quite a bit of issues and they've got a a couple other teams i still think the padres maybe make that push and get it and i i don't think philly is as consistent as maybe the padres would be i'm gonna say the padres make that last wild card spot and i think philly starts to fade who do
1: you think fish
0: who
2: fades yankees
0: were 8 and 21 damn it
1: i I think it's boone Boone, booney's calling you
0: that's,
1: that's He's my for his job.
0: Can
1: you talk to <laughs> did, did Did he send any <laughs> we'll pictures? Well, guess you both got some.
0: No, well, maybe you might want to talk to my guy Hardline. He's he was over thirty. The Yankees are eight and twenty-one. They had two nineteen in the month of August. They're fading, and it's great fodder for John, who's a Red Sox fan. And I, I don't think anyone of the wild. I'm not. I'm not concerned about Minnesota. I'm not concerned in in America. I'm not concerned in the National League about Milwaukee. Or, or the St. Louis Cardinals, these are my four teams going to the ALCS and the NLCS. Dodgers, Mets, Houston, and the Yankees. Even though, and maybe a team can get in there, and we, when I'm segwaying, we talked about this before on the show, Hardline and John, I like the Atlanta Braves, if they get really healthy, defending champions, that they can make a stink in the
1: playoffs. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I, the, the two teams I have, I have the Padres fading. I just don't think, I don't think they have it. Uh, I don't like what the Brewers are doing uh, and they desperately need to do something. Um, so I, I think both those teams th- that had a huge trade, I think are going to be the ones that are going to fade. You mentioned, you know, the Braves. I mean, last night they bring up this rookie, his first start, he has 18 strikeouts. <laughs> he literally breaks the record for Atlanta. So I agree with you on Atlanta. I think Atlanta has a good shock because nobody thought they're going to repeat. And yet at the t- same time too, they look strong. Their farm system looks strong. I think I think they're going to be rested, so I would go with them. So let go ahead. I got a question though, Daly for Hardline. You just brought up something
0: great, Daley. that they have a rookie come up and he throws 18 Ks, right? Is there a prop bet? Would there be a prop bet on that when the rookie plays? Can you over under on strikeouts? Do you think someone would take that bet, or is that am I just being, you know, ignorant?
2: Uh. <laughs> Usually no, just because you don't have really much data on them in terms of being in the big leagues. I mean, what he did is it's so far out there. Um, You know, it's it's a once a million shot type of thing. Uh, I think moving forward, you're,
0: yeah. a lot.
2: that's what I'm saying. You, you, you think moving forward, now you're going to start getting strike prop back, see if somebody's going to get kind of closer to it or in that range just to see if someone's going to fall for it. Um, Do I think it's going to happen that he gets close to it again? Probably not, but you know, it's a great story for right now, uh, but we'll see, you know, how they work him in. I would have to assume that with that big of a splash, if the next time he starts, he does really well, he'll be pr- maybe in a rotation going into the playoffs as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, he did eight innings last night and, uh, you know, 18 strikeouts, the shutout ball. Um, I, I got to think you might get a prop bet with somebody coming up from the minor leagues. If that team has been holding that person back just because they want to wait and they want to do a big splash. And I, I can't think of anybody, you know, that, you know, right now who would be like that. So who knows? All right. Uh, Wildcard team that could win the world series. Who are you guys picking?
0: I'll go 1st I, I just, I'll be real quick. Two words, Atlanta Braves.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's
2: me. A- Atlanta, Atlanta's gotta be the team. I mean, look, they they've got all the pieces they've been there before. They've got the managing it's gotta be Atlanta.
1: Okay, I would agree with you on that. The only other one I might say is the Mariners. I like the Mariners. I like what they're doing. I think they're slowly creeping up, and I think they're they're beginning to gel. I think because they were there last year, or pretty close to being there last year, that they it's it's not like uh, totally new to them. So I would th- I would throw the Mariners in there as a as a second possibility. So daily, uh, can I ask you a question? Man. Sure, go ahead. Go for
0: it. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Jay, I ask you a question. If the Yankees fold and they make the playoffs and lose in their first wild wildcard round, would that cost Aaron Boone his job?
2: I think he's on the high. Oh, seat. I can answer that. Yeah. Go ahead. Go for it. Look, look, you're talking to a guy who's a Yankees fan. I told you last season I thought Aaron Boone was out. I didn't think it was going to get any much better with Aaron Boone being mm-hmm. there. I think that we be in everything that he did. And look, he's had success. It's not taking anything away. He's made an ALCS, um, you know, multiple ones. He's coached really well. The problem is when you're one of the top five teams, that's not good enough. If he was coaching in Seattle, if he was coaching in in Milwaukee, yeah, you keep that guy for a long time. But the reality is the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, it's about pennants and that's all that matters and hall of famers. And the fact that you're not getting there is an issue. And look, the Yankees have been unraveling. This has been an issue where teams like the A's are beating them, uh the Angels, Angels are beating them teams that you should easily sweep. This has been a problem for a while. How he's been able to keep his job, I don't know. But again, this is the difference, as I say all the time, between the baby Steinbrenners and Papa Steinbrenner. Because Papa Steinbrenner would have fired your ass at the at the at the post game press conference and shaking your hand and kicked you the hell out. The kids are like, Well, you know, we work the farm system. No. Look, there's an expectation. Like the Celtics, you know, look, John, you're a C's fan. If the Celtics aren't making at least the Eastern Conference Finals, your ass ain't there. Yeah. Yep. No, absolutely. Go
0: the other way. Go the other way, Daly, for you. Yep. There's a lot of talk right now. I go to an L.A. talk. This is my brother from Los Angeles. They're saying if Dave Roberts doesn't win the World Series in the next two years, he's gone. That'd be – you know what? Is that the Marty Schottenheimer syndrome, a guy who wins – goes to the playoffs nine years, doesn't get to a Super Bowl, and they fired him. You you know, know, and, can you see that scenario happening, gentlemen? Go, go, go.
1: Yeah, you know, it, I, think, I think it is a possibility uh, because that team is so stacked. The, right. Kershaw came back last night, so at least they got one of the 300 starters back. Um, I, I think it could be – I mean, I do see the Dodgers winning it all. But um, I think if he doesn't, I mean, there's a possibility they may bump him upstairs and and, and bring somebody else in. I mean, the Dodgers have done that before. Um, they usually stay with somebody for a long time. Now, that was the old management. I don't know if the new management's doing that. But uh, uh, I, I think it's a possibility. But uh, hard line, I'll defer to you. What do you think? No, I think it's
2: I think it's extremely possible. Look, L.A. is is a bit fickle. You know, L.A. doesn't do rebuilds for the most part. Everything has to be marching towards, you know, Multiple championships are getting there. I mean, when you talk about the greats, even Lakers history, uh, we talk about Phil Jackson. You talk about Pat Riley. You talk about multiple championships. Um, you know, well, this, the jury is still out on Sean McVay, even though he's made two Super Bowls. Uh, and with Dave Roberts, there's been plenty of opportunities over and over again. I think that he if he gets a second championship, he pretty much could just sail out to the sunset and just wait, wait his time in L.A., because he's given them two, uh, something that they haven't had first. since the '80s before the last time they. First played. championship, yeah, first. Don't give me
0: that fifty-eight game bullshit. I'm sorry, I, I'm not buying it. Hey. I, I finally listen to. Hey. Finally, I, I listen to MLB Network, and finally, what's his face came out. Peter Gammon says, "I don't even talk about 2020." That's a that's an ultimate writer for that thing. He goes, yeah. they, "The fact they gave a Cy Young award and an MVP that year, the Dodgers played 58 games.
2: That's it. Yeah. It's a it's a but championship." Here's a- but, but not and in the eyes do. of the players, okay? But here's the, but here's the thing, ish. I mean, look, if you even if you didn't get asked to the dance, and you said, you know, I'm gonna stay at home and protest, the dance is still gonna happen. Somebody's still gonna get laid. You might as well show up and try to get you some. No, no. It's like getting asked to the dance and you can't dance. You're doing
0: a to roll <laughs> to dance off for Saturday Night Fever, and you show up and you and you, you know, you ever see the average white guy dance in the '80s? <laughs> I mean, that, you
1: know, it's sorry, oh, here comes all the comments. That's not dancing. That's shuffling. <laughs> that's shuffling. You, know, the, the, the
0: stupid show, you, saw, you saw that dance in the stupid ass movie back. I like the movie Back to School with Dangerfield. I'm yep. sorry. You ask any NFL guy, talk about the 82 season when they played eight games. Beisman won the Super Bowl with the Redskins. And he says, yep. I took shit always because it wasn't a full season. Yes. Yep. They all played under the same rules. Let's see the Dodgers do it. It's a ninth straight year they're going to go to the playoffs. I'm a Dodger fan john daily they're 90 and 38 with major injuries let's see them do it in a in, in a yeah. significant year there's no injuries in 2020 it could, yeah. even curse didn't get injured yeah. in 58 it's, it's games a, so yeah yeah so all right yeah. we'll see
1: all right uh let's let's move on here um real quickly serena could she win the u.s open she's won the first two rounds hardline what's your what's your pick on that
2: yeah, I think that she most certainly can. I mean, look, she struggled a little bit in the last round, but she found a way to make it win, and, I mean, that's what champions do. You know, no matter how bad things get, you you know, you always find the bright spot in it. Um, it would be such a Cinderella ending. And, look, for, you know, professional uh, tennis, the ratings are going to be up. The longer she's in there, the higher the ratings are. So, you know, you're rooting for her to be there so that, you know, you get more of those sponsorship dollars. And I swear if I see another Kevin Hart Chase commercial, I'm going to lose my damn mind.
1: <laughs> what do you think fish
0: She's the greatest tennis player of all time men or women uh, yeah. because of her path 40 years old and you watch. I mean, this is the second rated player she took down the other night the problem i have with the idiots that run tennis and john McEnroe. i like that guy. such a, got a great personality he loves serena loves the whole story here's the problem why the fuck are you putting the finals if they're on against the nfl's First week of the season. I'm watching the Raider game against the yeah. Chargers when, when Serena's playing. I mean, it's just, you, you are, you're stifling. Now I'll keep an eye on it, but no, I'm watching, if the Lions are playing their first game hardline, what are you going to do? You might tape it, but you're not watching it. Okay? It's the yeah. stupidest thing ever. I, I've never understood that. You know, when you do that, put that on a Tuesday night when no one's watching anything
1: that week. Watch the ratings go through the roof. All right, uh, let's talk about our last man standing uh, contest at Shucks Tavern and uh, it's a big thing this year and we've been talking about it and Fish and I are in it. We also need your help as to what, what we're gonna do, who we're gonna pick and uh, Hardline, we know you're in it too, so we're gonna let you make fun of us. But um, Fish, here are the three games you and I kind of talked about. We thought we would pick Baltimore over the Jets, maybe Indy over Houston, and maybe Philly over the Lions. I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning towards Baltimore over the Jets. I just don't think the Jets are ready yet. Um, I would kind of go with that one. Which one are you going with? Same,
0: because really? the Flacco's going to start, and I think the Ravens are loaded. So it's like Flacco's going to start, that Zach Wilson needs that week off. But tell, tell the folks out there, John, that we're going to get the fans of Daily Fish involved. If, if they come okay. in and okay. tell them where to find us, well, you and I will make the pick and then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll say, Hey, this is the fan, This is the fan's choice. Overwhelmingly. If, if they like India over Houston more than Baltimore, the Jets, because we're donating our thing to charity. go ahead. Tell
1: them. Tell them can and, find actually, it. And, and, you know, get, get it to us, uh, by Wednesday because the season opens on Thursday. So get it to us by Wednesday, email us at daily fish one. So it's daily D-A-L-Y fish F-I-S-H the number one, just one daily fish one at gmail.com and then just put last man standing in the subject line so we can take a look at it. And then we'll we'll add it up if if a lot of you are saying we should do Baltimore over the Jets, we'll do that. If you're telling if you're telling us and you really want to piss off hardline, Philly over the Lions, <laughs> we'll go that way too. Hardline, what are you thinking? Uh I'm going actually
2: I'm going to go Detroit over Philly. I just think that no? Philly lacks Yes, they got AJ Brown. They don't have a lot of pass catchers. But their run game is terrible. I mean, it is awful. And I don't think that they've addressed it. I don't think they've gotten much better. Uh, I think that Detroit's gotten a little bit better this season. I think that they have a little bit more pass catchers than them. I think that Detroit, because it's only a one point swing right now. I think that Detroit gets over Philly.
1: Okay. All right. Very by good. far,
0: by by far the best hard knocks I've seen in even this Dan Campbell yeah. guy. How do you have you, you watch any of it daily? I know the Harlan I have, and I have, I have not huh? had a chance
1: to not had a chance please. to
0: please. Binge watch. That's, that's your binge watching,
1: so you can tell people next okay. week. It's, it, it, he is. He's genuine, you know? Cool. I've heard a lot of good things about it. You've been watching it at Heartline?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, uh, we finished it up. It's, it's good. It's really good. It's one of the best ones I've seen in a while.
1: Wow. All right. Perfect. All right. Cool. All right. Let's move on. Now it's time for our schmuck of the week. I have no idea who you're picking this week, Fish.
0: Well, you know what? People send me these memes all the time, so I'll explain it to you about what stupid people do because I don't have any. I, Brett Farms an idiot, but <laughs> check this out. This is, this is actually, look at the cargo. Okay, I'm going to explain it to you. Jay, really explain it. Look, look at that. This is Welcome to Mississippi, and there's two really heavy set people that look like they couldn't get any of Hardline's toilet paper, and they're sitting on the back of their <laughs> flatbed truck with their hands over the rail, they look miserable. I mean, if you, I mean, they're, they're, this, is not, this is not an endorsement for half-sex in America right there. That's one of them. Check this stupid stupidity out, everyone. This is a, a pool, above-ground pool you put in your backyard, and these idiots have an electric thing. <laughs> they have an electric thing sitting oh. in a pool to make their, <laughs> their cooler get cool, the guy's standing up. If that socket hits there, they're wow. That guy has no penis left. The guy's standing there. OK, all right. this is all right, that's hopefully that. they don't think this is a
1: suicide thing we're doing. So
0: no, no, that's that's my show of the week right there.
1: Cool. All right. All right. Let's see who has got the swag this week. Who are we going to be toasting fish? This will be the most controversial swag we ever did. Okay. But this is in the New York Post and it got a lot of play. <laughs>
0: What's the average attendance, John Daly and John Hardison of the Oakland A's? Two thousand six hundred and seventy two. I've been in the Open Coliseum a million times. <laughs> it holds 65,000. Yep. Check this out. I want mm. you to read it, David. everyone, what it
1: says. Read it. What does it say? Police investigating A's fans seemingly caught. <A's laughs> okay.
0: The name of our show, John, the name of our show on Facebook and YouTube for our visuals is Hummers, Hummers, Holy Shit. There's a guy sitting in the Bob Euchre seats for our listening audience. And there's a girl with his head in her lap. Now, if you're calling this, who are calling this like Major League Baseball. There's a low inside pitch. I mean,
1: <laughs>
0: wow. So he's obviously, the, the girl is, has her head in his lap. And he's just an enjoying a baseball game. The great weather of Oakland. Not, not anyone around. But the cameras found this guy. People, if I you're listening. Want... Go ahead, Dale. Go ahead, Hardline.
2: I just want to know, were they mad that she didn't buy a ticket for an extra seat? Or was the announcer mad that she got more press time than he did <laughs> speaking into the mic?
0: Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I, I don't know what game it was, but Staley said, New York Post shows this. Police investigating ace man seemingly caught in stadium act. Can you imagine being the opposing team you're showing pictures of the crowd and you want to... <laughs> You're saying, oh, let's take a look at the fans here in Oakland. It's a sparse. oh my
1: God.
2: Let's go to a
0: commercial. So that, wow, that one, I, I can't wait to see the comments on that
1: one. So, that is our Who's Got Swag. And our drink of the week is brought to you by Shuck's Tavern. And uh, Shuck's Tavern is in Vegas. Great seafood and drinks. Two locations. Head to Shuck's Tavern on North Durango on the northwest side of town where fish is overnight. Say daily fish podcast you get a free drink do it the next day a free appetizer that shucks tavern check out shucks tavern on facebook and our drink of the week this week is fish well if i was drinking and i'm not well i would do a john had a great day we're
0: going to do a moscow mule because of mikhail gorbachev who just passed away yeah. rest yeah. in peace and he 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 was really really instrumental for all the young people out there in bringing russia breaking down the soviet union and bringing more to a capitalistic society. He is not endured in Russia. Putin did not go to his funeral. You know that, right? And they, they, they can't stand him there, but the people love him. Okay?
1: Well, and absolutely. And when you, when you see what's going on in Russia today and what he, he actually brought freedom, uh, he tried to bring uh, industry um, and capitalism there. And I was there in, in uh, 2002, and I saw how excited the Russians were. They wanted to do work with Americans. They wanted American companies over there. Uh, and that's totally gone now. So it's, it, to me, it's kind of appropriate with what we're seeing in the war, the Russian war in Ukraine. Uh, it's appropriate that Mikhail Gorbachev's death, it, he's being remembered. He was 91 years old. He's being remembered. Uh, and it, it's a reminder of what Russia wanted to be and, and unfortunately what they've turned out to be. So to uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, Moscow Mule. Hey, tell everybody what's in a Moscow Mule.
0: Oh, it's easy. Usually it comes in a tin. Um, Masca Milby vodka and ginger beer. So, if you have ginger beer, pour it up to the top, ice, and garnish it with a lime.
1: All right, cool. All righty. Um, let's move on to some hardline bets. Uh, again, he is John Hardison. He has the cost of winning podcast focusing on fantasy sports and sports betting. He's on Spotify, Google, and Apple podcast. All right, hardline. Um, we did the uh, last man standing pick, we already went over that. Let's talk about the Broncos deal with Russell Wilson. I mean, they extended him five years. Um, to me, that doesn't make sense. What's your take on that?
2: Uh, you know what? It makes a lot of sense. Look, they've struggled since Peyton Manning has left for a consistent quarterback play. I mean, they had Brock Osweiler, who they thought would help out. That didn't go well. Oh. Drew Locke didn't go well. <laughs> uh, they had the guy from the University of Memphis, uh, Paxton Lynch. That didn't go well. So, look, John Lynch was is looking pretty bad. I mean, you know, sorry, not John Lynch. John is looking pretty bad. You know what I'm saying? He he has to find something consistent. And, look, they, they went out and they got a guy they traded for that they think can play a little bit longer. And, and, look, as long as he stays healthy like Tom Brady, it makes sense to have a top five, top ten quarterback there. I mean, you have a guy that's consistently thrown over 4,000 yards and, what, 28 touchdowns over the last four or five seasons, and it's hard to replicate that. Uh, The thing about his contract is, yes, it's five years and $245 million, but only $161 million that is guaranteed. And after four years, if they don't see that this is working out anymore, they can opt out. Now, they do take a dead money hit of $31.2 million, but I think it's hard to replicate quarterback play. I mean, there's the two highest paid players on the team are the quarterback and the left tackle for a reason. You know, those are the two most solidified spots that you have to have done. Uh, I think that it frees up the Broncos to so now, depending on how they structure it, to go out and make sure that their that young wide receivers can get paid, uh, especially if they rework certain deals. And I think that it allows them to be more competitive in the AFC West. I mean, look, you know, Fish and I both live in Vegas. Uh, Raider Nation is strong, but right now the Kansas City Chiefs have been running the West for at least the last five years.
1: Yeah. Fish, what's your, what's your take on uh, I got President I got
0: a two-part a uh, take on that or, or uh, that's, uh, Russell Wilson? Got to do it. I agree. You have to do mm-hmm. it. Guys, nine, nine out of the last 10 years, he's gone to the Pro Bowl. He didn't go last. year, He was injured for five games.
1: You know, mm-hmm. you have
0: to – you know, Paxton Lynch. You got Tim Tebow, Kyle Orton. There's a, a plethora of, of just bad – Brock Osweiler, top quarterbacks. They're horrible. And, and so now you got a guy who's a franchise quarterback. Go with it. But I okay. have a two-part thing uh, as far um, uh, over and unders on this one. So what's the over and under on – how many was this a half an How long did this take? Over and under two innings before she finished. What do you think?
1: <laughs> it depends um, if, if she if she'd been there before, so it might have been longer. Okay. Now I got a second one for you. You know, we're we're
0: people in California are crazy because Governor Gavin Newsom will throw us in a sport. He wants to eliminate all gas powered cars within the next thirteen years. All electricity. This yeah. guy found it. John's always in a new technology. Always finds these things. His buddy, John O'Hurley, talked about new technology. What about this? You think this the over and under on this powering cars in the next 30 years? <laughs> <laughs> Hardline, you're our guy. You're 68%. How's that? Good? If that could work, then we have to invest, guys. All right? Actually, and all, by yeah. the way, for our listening views, it was a guy taking a leak into his gas tank. So yeah if with, urine, a beer can,
1: with a beer can sitting on the uh on the yeah trunk. with
0: a beer can so yeah <laughs> he couldn't figure out he couldn't piss on his lawn i gotta show this again
1: that, you know there, of, there actually weird. is some technology that uses urine to create energy and I, I know i read it somewhere and uh it's uh you know and, and the world is is urining to get it so Okay, well, let me let me tell you what creates energy that comes – where your urine comes out. This guy's got a lot
0: – I love this. This is the funny. <laughs> I can't get it out for our listeners and viewers. I'm getting text left and right. My phone's blocked. The person calling was the one who said, Gee, what the hell is that? <laughs> All right, on that one, does Judge right, beat okay. Maris's 61 homers?
2: <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I think that he does. I, I think that he he gets it done. I think that's the one bright spot of the Yankee season is how well – uh, Aaron judges play and I think that he crosses it and look at the end of the day like pay this man pay this man his worth get everything done lock him in long term uh, it, it is insane that you know we're talking about this guy possibly passing the 61 mark which is something you know astronomical I think he gets it done I think that's the bright spot the Yankee sees it and look that's that's the marketing tool because if they get knocked out in the first round God bless New York
1: yeah All right, Albert Pujols, does he hit 700 before he retires?
2: I think that he does.
1: I think that he gets
2: it done. I mean, look, where's he at right now? I know he's really close somewhat to it. Um, I think that he gets to it. I think that, you know, this is the way you cap off a a spectacular career. Um, It's something to write down with, but I think he gets it done at the end of the day.
1: Let me ask you this. Do you think he has a better chance of doing it because the Cardinals are in a pennant race? so that he's going to be in – if they're bringing him up to bat, they're bringing him up to bat because it's a crucial situation uh, to, for him to pinch hit or maybe even to, to to be the DH. Do you think that's a better thing to help him, or would it be, oh, let's say the Cardinals are already in, they don't have to worry about it, and that would hurt him or help him? What do you think? Uh I think that, you know what,
2: I think put him as a DH would help. I think going that route is the, is the better way. I mean, let him have some pride in, in getting this instead of it kind of being a little bit more of a charity. But I think, look, you put him in a DH position, you just say, you know, your job is just to go for it. Just go for it, and, and we'll back you no matter what.
0: Over, under. NFL starts in nine days. Well, basically next Thursday. But the first Sunday. I daily. W- I want your response on this, too. We're going to go to our big guy here. Who's our prognosticator? Over or under, fifteen, over or under? How many times we see Mahomes and Rogers in a State Farm commercial?
2: <laughs> oh <laughs> wow! Oh, uh, if you're watching NFL Red Zone, with Scott Hanson, uh, I'll go under. If you're watching anything that CBS, Fox, ABC, ESPN, uh, or NBC, it's it's over. Hell, you might see more than fifteen before the second quarter.
1: Daily. Uh- um, I'm, I'm going to agree with Hardline. I, I, absolutely, uh, I, I think it's going to be it's going to be there a lot. And uh, you know, they're bringing. I, I know for a while there, they were thinking about maybe not having Rodgers in those anymore. Okay, yeah,
0: so. I got another over under for you because this is blowing up. Over under 15. How many times we try and see John Hamm trying to bang Flo from the Progressive commercials <laughs> on? <laughs> ridiculous! They couldn't think of a. She's not attractive. I'm sorry. I mean, she's to some people. John Hamm. I mean, I, that's on every sport. I mean, Serena Williams, John Hamm commercials with Flo. Trying to pick her up. I don't get it. I say I'll, I'll go first. Over under 15 during a full day of football. And the hard line, the good thing about the red zone Channel, there's no commercials. That's why I watch it. Yep. But you're yep. right. If we're watching regular TV, I guarantee you, it's over 15 on both of them. You'll be so sick of Mahomes, Rogers, John Hamm, and Flo. And by the way, who's a good-looking black kid that's in the State Farm commercials? I mean, this kid is great. You know, he's all this. He's making more money than. Do you know his name? He's making more money than Flo and him are making more money than a lot of people in TV right now. You know
1: that. Well, and he, um, he was he's Jake from State Farm, and they originally had a a Jake from State Farm who was a fat, fat white guy uh, who used to take phone calls. Yeah, it was it was John Hyatt. Yeah, and it was if you remember, the original commercial was the uh, guys on the phone, and it's in the middle of the night. And he's going, yeah, well, what if I can do this? And his wife comes, who are you talking to? And she, she thinks he's talking to his, 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 his lover on the side. He goes, I'm talking to Jake from State Farm. Oh, sure you are. And she grabs the phone. She goes, hi, Jake from State Farm. And he goes, uh, hi, yeah. And so what they did, that commercial was actually very effective for probably about two or three years. And then they decided to really make Jake there. And so they, they gave this guy the, the Jake character. And he's been great. I agree with you. He's a great spokesperson.
0: He, acts, he actually acted. The one he did with Mahomes with the, t- with the tennis shoes, where Mahomes take the tennis shoes away from him because he wouldn't yeah. – the sneakers, <laughs> oh, it's great. But the commercials drive me crazy and this stuff. But again, you know, the, okay. I got it. So let's let's, let's go to the hard – people are saying, what's the hard line locks for the first week in NFL? So you won't be on, you know, before the season starts.
2: So I'll start. Um, my first one is the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to take them to go into L.A. and get the win – uh, money line minus one twenty six, and again, you're gonna hear Chris Collinsworth say over and over and over again. You know the uh defending Super Bowl champs—they hardly ever win. You know it's when they come back, they normally they lose most of the time, seventy percent. And unfortunately, Al's not there. Al, can you believe seventy percent of the time they don't win? They don't win when they play the first game of the season. Can you believe it? Every damn quarter. So don't don't take. The St. Louis Rams – I'm not St. Louis Rams. Don't take the L.A. Rams. Take the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> take the money line. God. Okay. I'll take the Saints' money line. Uh, they play the Atlanta Falcons. I Look, I like Arthur Smith. I like what he's trying to do. Um, I got to believe they're probably going to start Marcus Mariota instead of uh, Desmond Ritter at quarterback just until he feels better. But, look, there's nothing in Atlanta that's good. The only bright spot of Atlanta is really Cordell Patterson and seeing if he's able to break Devin Hester's return record. That's pretty much the only thing that has got going for it this year in Kyle Pitts. Uh, I like the Saints. I think now that you got Michael Thomas back, you got Chris Olaivier back, you got Jarvis Landry, and, and for those that are playing fantasy, make sure that you don't start Alva Kamara. I don't think that he's going to start this week because of uh, his loss situation with the incident in Las Vegas. Uh, with that being said, I would probably start Mark Ingram for you.
1: How about the uh, Dolphins and the Patriots? Because to me, this is a game that could be oh, setting a shift different ways. I just, again, a Patriots fan, I, I kind of see the Patriots kind of dwindling and I I see the Dolphins kind of coming on. But at the same time, too, the Dolphins, you know, you've said that before, what, what's your pick for that game?
2: Uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Pats. I just think that Bill Belichick, is uh, he's been here before enough times. I know the Dolphins have a brand-new head coach. He's a first-time head coach. Yes, they have Tyreek Hill. Um, yes, they have, have uh, Tua. But the problem is as well, like Mike Gusecki not going to be a pass catcher the way that he was before last season. Uh, they don't really trust the running back game because we still don't know. It's really running back by committee for the most part. I think it's more consistent with what you know that you're getting out of the Pats. And I think the Pats' defense is going to lead them to the win more so than their offense.
0: I disagree. I go with Chris Landry. You got Jarvis Landry, you got Tyree Kill, and you got uh, Jalen Waddle. And Gasecki is playing. And I think, I think, I, I'm with, I'm with Daly. I don't see anything in the Patriots that you, Matt Patricia was named yesterday their offensive coordinator. It's, 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 it's just a joke. He's never coached mm-hmm. offense. Hey, what kind of coach was he for you guys in Detroit? <laughs> so.
2: You look, know. look, 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 Fish. Here's the thing about Patriots' assistance. I've said this time and time again. When they're under the umbrella of Bill Belichick, they're amazing. They're not – they're getting SAT scores out of out of this world. When they go separate, they're horrible. And I can name a plethora of them, and no offense, John, but it's a shit show. From Romeo Cornell to Charlie Weiss to Matt Patricia, uh, and the list goes on and on and on. It, they just – when they leave, Nick it's Saban. a – Nick Saban, yeah, that that's your bright spot. But and
1: Nick Saban was, in the play. league, he was he was, was incredible. Can,
0: can I show you guys something? These two have a better chance of running the offense in New England than Matt Patricia <laughs> does on Joe Judge. <George. laughs> sorry, they do. Joe Judge was horrible running with with the Giants, and yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I okay, I, look, you're sixty eight percent, so I'll, I I follow your picks. I like I like your pick of the Saints. You know what? But the other one, I don't. You know, I don't know about the Bills. I, I think the Rams are everyone, – Bills, everyone's picking the Bills to win that game. The Rams won the championship. They're displaying their rings. I will tell you this, over-under, there'll be 25,000 Bills fans in that stadium next Thursday. Isn't that sad? L.A. can't – L.A. wins a championship, and they always have more fans than the other team. Ridiculous.
2: Will oh, fish, oh. when uh when you hear Chris Collinsworth say for the eighteenth million time, the percentage of them of the returning <laughs> champions losing on the first game, you go ahead and you text me and you say, damn it, you're right.
0: I I can't I can't do a call. I can't judge and I, before you keep with, with us, we did a thing on Sportscasters, and Collinsworth got the the Razzie or Razzle, whatever they call the award Because uh, Razzie. it's it's fourth and one, right? And there's thirty seconds going in the game and the team's down by four points. And Collinsworth does this very important that they convert this sport to one and keep this drive going so they can win the game and <laughs> you remember, you remember when you watched the movie trading places and the and the the, the, the brothers the duke brothers were teaching eddie murphy a business hey he goes well, what's his name valentine this is an orange this is what you make orange juice with and eddie murphy looks at the camera and goes my bad. That's <laughs> the that response I have. And, and even Debbie said, when Chris Colbert is great, he's got great insight. But when he calls a game, he acts like we've never watched a football game before. So let's move yeah. on.
1: Yeah. All right. Real quickly here, before we uh, get out of this uh, hard, hard line, the uh, the uh, Cleveland and the Jazz made a, uh, a huge trade that, I, to me, absolutely blew me away as far as, you know, that they would do something like that. That Donovan Mitchell to the Cavs uh, for, for three decent players. Was that a surprise to you? And is it also, does that change the Cavs? I mean, to me, Cavs look like a contender now. What do you think? Uh, yeah, yeah, I
2: mean, it changes a lot. I mean, the reality is this. I, I think the Jazz, once Danny Ainge kind of got in there as senior uh, vice president of basketball operations, I, I think he thought he looked at the roster and said, look, they couldn't win. Uh, I thought he was going to go to New York the last few months, but once they finalized, Mitchell Robertson's long-term extension, and they uh, they did a long-term extension for JR, RJ Baird as well. It kind of just showed you that they weren't going to make that trade happen. Um, look, Rudy Gobert over the offseason, he set the market pretty high with those four first-round picks and draft yes. capital, and everybody's kind of got to match that now. And I think, look, they took the best deal that was possible. Um, I thought after they got rid of Gobert, maybe they were going to say this is Donovan's team, but clearly the sides are at an impasse. And they traded him. Um, I think if anybody's gonna make these draft picks worthwhile, it's Danny Ainge who was able to get, you know, Jalen Brown, uh Jason Tatum, and a couple other picks when he made that trip or when he made that trade years ago with Brooklyn. In terms of Cleveland, yeah, I think that this definitely makes them a top five team in the East. And they're young, they're aggressive. where you consider now you have Darius Garland uh donovan mitchell you've got jared allen uh and mobley as well i think that this makes them a very strong team unfortunately they play in the same division as the bucks but those are going to be two uh marquee matchups especially when they play throughout the season that we'll see and it's good to see two smart small market teams actually get viable players to make them buy, to make them a good thing uh really happy for dan gilbert really happy for cleveland uh, i know they've taken some bumps since lebron left so hopefully this helps them out yeah, My I God, agree.
0: I, I'm, I'm not buying it. I nope. can't get John. I can't get John Billy to say the F word, but I heard Stephen A. Smith say it. Fuck it. He goes, how yeah. the fuck did he's, did the Knicks mess this up? Yeah. This is the, oh. Donovan Mitchell's not hardline. Donovan Mitchell's not happy. He wants, he's the New Yorker. He wanted to go to the, to the Knicks. And yeah. you need the Knicks are the, the best attendance in the league is by the Knicks who stink. The league needs the Knicks to be viable. All right. I'm binge watching something right now untold about the Tim Donnie point thing with the mafia where, where you know, they, they, they fix games. The NBA needs teams that are in their big markets. They need the Lakers, they need the Celtics, they need the Bulls, Bulls stink, and they need the, the Knicks to be good, okay? I'm telling you right now, Cleveland's a top five team, but it's still Brooklyn, okay? It's still Milwaukee. It's still the Celtics are better teams. Donovan Mitchell's not happy about it. When he was asked about it, he said no comment. How did the it's, Knicks F that up,
2: Hardline? Here's, here's the reality, Fish. What have the, done, what have the Knicks done in the last 20, 25 years that's been good? I mean, let's let's just be honest. Look, they're a terribly ran organization. I'll say You're with right. Stephen Kent, they're a terribly ran organization from Horrible. top to bottom. I don't think that Dolan cares because he inherited the, dad, the team basically from his dad. The reality is this. Phil Jackson couldn't fix it. They've been through a myriad of head coaches and a, a myriad of GMs since they've been there. Uh, They had Christoph Porzingis, he left. They did all this stuff for Jalen Brunson and now they got him And by even hiring his dad to be an assistant coach and now they're getting looked at by the NBA for tampering. Nothing in that organization screams stability. When Kyrie Irving is asked, who's, who's a guy from Jersey that wants to play in New York, why you guys never looked at the Knicks and him and Kevin Durant look at each other and say, why would anyone want to play for the Knicks? Two top 25 players, there's nothing there. Let
0: me tell you something. These two right here can run the Knicks better than James Dolan can. I mean, yeah. hey, <laughs> we got some. Hey, these guys look like they need a job. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, You know why I, I root for the Knicks, even though I'm a Laker fan I'm from Los Angeles? Because the fan base there is phenomenal. And they've put up with such yeah. crap over all these years. They were so excited about this. I'm happy for Cleveland, you're right, the LeBron thing. But Donovan Mitchell, I'll say it again for the fourth time, he's not happy. If you're not happy, how long before he gets out of that? I guarantee he plays there he two is, years means he's gone. I guarantee you.
2: He's he, I right mean, mean he really doesn't have much of an option. I mean, I honestly well, like look at this point, you could you could cry, you could be mad, you could try to pull an Anthony Davis, but at the end of the day, like, what are you gonna do? Where are you gonna go? You're gonna go to you're gonna go to New York. Maybe you'll go to Brooklyn if they decide to trade Kyrie Irving or something else, but you don't really have any options. You're stuck, you screwed
1: yourself. Congratulations. All right. Okay, I'm with you. And again, he is the Daily Fish Hardline. He's John Hardison with Cost of Winning Podcast. He's going to stick with us. You can find him here with us each week. He's also on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts as well. All right, uh, some controversy coming ahead. We are here at Daily Fish coming to you from Vegas and Myrtle Beach. We hit some politics and social issues. Again, questions or comments, drop them in the chat box. Or if you're not watching us live, email us at dailyfish1 at Gmail dot com. Uh, also, hey, if you need a great golf getaway, perfect time is the next three or four months. You got to come on the Myrtle Beach Golf Trail. They have dozens of courses along the Carolina coast. You can set up an entire trip for yourself, your family, or a bunch of friends. The site is MyrtleBeachGolfTrail dot com. And again, you can play there year round, even throughout the winter as well. Um, Hey, folks, don't forget to check out our interview shows during the week. Make sure to check them out on Facebook at daily.fish.5, Myrtle Beach Golf Channel, and Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. We are on YouTube, Wing Ding TV, and Hey Vegas TV. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon as well. Hey, Fish, you know, when we had Chris Landry on last week, did you do something on air that nobody caught but me? Well, uh, let me say.
0: Actually, I did. Okay, this is actually me. Okay, and I got to tell you the story. That's me. My hair's combed over, and that's my wife. At the bottom line, you should have seen the look on the usher's face. He goes, "I don't know how. I don't know how we're going to get you out of the stadium." You know, so I don't know what did I do on air last week with Chris Landry. Did you set me up for something? Well, did I thought you? I thought you took a leak on on camera. <laughs> So I did. I did. So you saw me lean in like this. I had that. And I'm on this medicine because I have a problem with my urine. I had to piss so bad. I'm leaning in. You see me like this. I'm like. <laughs> and, I'm, you know, I, 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 I can't lie. I did. I mean, I, I, you think I'm the first guy ever. You think when you anchored live at Channel 13 News, you had to take a leak? you think you just got up and did it? I guarantee you, people that have sat at the desk before, I know for a fact when I covered the NFL draft for AOL, Mel Kuyper never got up in seven hours. And there had to be a catheter on his dick. I'm, I guarantee you. <laughs> How do you not get up in seven hours without taking a leak. I had to urinate, everybody. Sue me. Karen's out there. Whatever you the social does. <laughs> I did not want to leave the show. Because when you're over 60 and you have to urinate, it's the urine. And then you got to keep going. You know, is, is it all out? And you got to sit down in the toilet make sure it gets all out. See, Hardline, you're 30 and going to start a show doing this. It's a process. I could have been off the show for three minutes because I had to go take off and take a leak. The bottom line is, no you know what's fishy about it is that people don't like the fact that, that idiots aren't on the show. But, yeah, John, thanks for telling everyone that I had to take a leak. In fact, <laughs> and I always have a cup of coffee, and this is the perfect thing. This is my car, too. Scott Henry turned me on to this. You know, he said, uh-huh. you take long drives. He's a king of driving
1: so, and to me, it's a great tease. You got to go listen and watch our Chris Landry show. Uh, we had him on last Monday. Uh, I was up at Hope for the Warriors for the, for the golf tournament there. Um, so you get to see a great background, but you also get to hear fish uh, or see fish as he's peeing. You can see the look on his face. But at the same time, too, that was one of the best shows we've had. Uh, Chris's uh, insights in, into football and to different things, uh, you know, it was amazing. And to be honest with you, I mean, one of the things that, that I got out of that when he was talking about Russell Wilson, and it, it was kind of my thought when I was asking the questions earlier about Russell Wilson was that he explained Russell well, he's a good quarterback, but, you know, he's not, you know, he's not Mahomes. And, uh, you know, if the Broncos, I think, have everything in line, Russell Wilson's going to do some really good stuff with him. Uh, so I, I thought that was fascinating. Did you get any other insight out of uh, out of Chris? What do you What do you mean by stuff? What does the word stuff mean when you say uh, good it's, stuff? It's really good. You mean you are going to get some good good yardage out of
0: them? I mean, let me tell you something. You're going to throw me under the bus for taking a leak. Here's some here, before I get the hard line. One thing I one addendum to that, I almost dropped the cup. You know, I, I'm picking up. Well, I have a desk here, and I hit the desk. And can you imagine dropping the cup? And then it hits all my electrical stuff. Then I short out the show because the show no powers through my stream yard account. And how, that would be the great – And we get MoMA, how, how did we lose Chris Landry? Well, Fish took a leak on the show, you know, and it, it's crazy. So segue to that, Hardline. What do you think about Chris Landry since I peed all over the, the, the segment?
2: Well, well, first off, Fish, you got to make sure you keep yourself a Gatorade bottle. Make, that's the first thing that you got to do. That's, uh, But yeah, you but know what? that's dangerous.
0: Hey brother, the brother, the hole ain't big en- the hole ain't big enough, but what this brother's got
1: packed. Gay ray looks the same color. That's dangerous.
0: No John, we're talking about the top, another bottle of I, I need something like this. <laughs> you know? I did a twenty-three and me. I have I'm nineteen percent African American. He knows what I'm talking about, Daily. Go back to your uh whatever
1: heritage you are. A, I'm black cool. Irish. I'm Black Irish,
0: so I've got to ask We can't talk about this.
2: Pass a great coupon, and then we're putting in three minutes. No, uh, Chris. Chris had a lot of great insight. The one thing I took from him was uh, was him talking about how bad just uh, how bad Nebraska is, and they got to get tougher. And man, it is just sad watching how far Nebraska has fallen from what they used to be. I mean, they used to be a perennial powerhouse, and now, uh, like you said, look, everyone is caught up. Every every major college athletic program the first thing they talk about is facilities and i'm glad that he brought that up because even unlv i mean unlv moved from the silver bowl and now they play at allegiance stadium because they couldn't keep getting recruits in they didn't have the facilities to make it work uh and i'll go to basketball you know college basketball baylor uh the head coach of baylor before they, the year they won a the national championship said the same thing where he was like look we didn't have top facilities it was hard to get people in when you're showing them around old places that's the one thing that uh that we asked the alumni dollars for and things to sponsor. So I think that was the biggest thing for Chris is, look, it's it's an optics show. You're you're selling this university to top-tier recruits, and they want the top product.
0: We have people in the Raider organization that are watching this show, and they do, okay? And I thought what he said about – and there's people loyal to John Gruden still in the, in the Raider organization. What he said about John Gruden really hit me in the, in the heart because I'm a big Raider fan. He just said ego – because no one can understand here – how we didn't pick up Tom Brady. And he came right out and said, it's ego that John Gruden want to be the face of the team. And he put his ego and being the face of the team instead of winning. That got me.
1: Yeah. You know, what I yeah. thought was really interesting too, and I thought about this afterwards, was that I, I think Brady would have been a bad fit with Gruden because I think Brady wanted to get away from the Belichicks. He wanted to be on it. So I I think his move to Tampa... Was perfect because they literally let him not only be the quarterback, but he was the offensive coordinator. He was calling everything, so I I, yeah, I think it was, was a good move for him. Yeah, overall, was play. a good move for
0: the Raiders. I I think you you rolled the die. He wanted to come here. He met with crew. He wanted to come here yeah. and stuff like that. So you work you it out. To to if you, you don't want, to want a guy, to because you know I, I want to be I want to be the prom king, and John Daly's up against me. So what I do is I get a picture. I get a picture of John Daly doing. I get a picture of John Daly before we they call the prom. This is John Daly with the principal's <laughs> car. okay? <laughs> John would never have hair like that, that's how you get out of that. That's, that's basically what happened. But that uh, Chris Landry is great. We're gonna have him on again, and uh, boy, it's a lot of fun. People learn a lot about me. My mother's texting me right now. You did what? Thanks, Daly.
1: <laughs> I, this, just always, guys, I just always, I just always love let man.
0: You, let me tell you the real schmuck <laughs> of the week is. The guy in the middle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I just think about all the times you've told stories about me taking a dump on, on an airplane, so come you on.
0: took a dump on an airplane. This schmuck took a dump on an airplane, Hardline, when there's a pregnant woman trying to get in the goddamn— There's one toilet. There's one toilet <laughs> and he's asking the fucking stewardess for war and peace because he hasn't read <laughs> Chapter 7. He's the greatest guy on the planet. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my daily constitution—like that one, right? On a 38-minute flight from Vegas yeah. to Burbank, and no yeah. one's bothering me, you know? Yeah. They're, paying, they're paying on a door like a Tommy Boy. Remember that in Tommy Boy, ma'am? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and, and you put your pay tables up and your seats in the upright position, and Daley's just sitting there. I didn't know Tolstoy could write like this. So don't. <laughs> look, my teen didn't, had nothing to do with the pregnant lady trying to get into a toilet, right? <laughs> Thank you. Thank All you, right, folks out
1: right. there. I, I'm a good Samaritan. Before we go, folks, wanted to uh, give you a heads up. A uh, hope for the Warriors. Uh, we were at their celebrity golf event last week. Great event. Uh, it was in Wallace, North Carolina. Hope for the Warriors works with our military warriors who were wounded They get them healthy, make them part of their families and their community. If you get a chance, go to hopeforthewarriors.org and donate and see what they do. Uh, They're really, really very helpful. Also, folks, before we go, remember we are Daily Fish. We are live on Facebook at daily.fish.5. Normally on Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We won't be this week. We're here now because we don't want to interfere with your Labor Day. Uh, you can also see us on Facebook at Myrtle Beach Golf Channel and Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. We're on YouTube, Wingding TV and Hey Vegas TV. You can watch us, or I should say listen to us, on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon as well. And just keep checking us because we've got some great interviews coming up as well. Good stuff, guys. Go ahead, Fish. Yeah, as,
0: much, as much as we rib each other daily, I have to give you kudos. And I speak, I'll i speak for Hardline on this one. What well, you do with the Hope for the Warriors and giving your time, to, to a cause that's so brilliant in our lives, what you do for the guys that come back that are maybe not as appreciated is is, is something that is just great philanthropy, and it shows you have a big heart. I will say yes. this: there was two porta potties on the golf course, and two guys in wheelchairs that came back from Iraq needed them. And Daily's reading People magazine, saying that you emceed a wonderful event, John. No, I'm serious. You do great. You do great with all this philanthropy, and, and it's why people, everyone loves you and hates me.
1: Well, that's not true, because uh, we got a lot of kudos. Uh, Daily Fish was mentioned a number of times. Uh, I um, Johnny Bench couldn't make it, so I actually emceed for him. So it was Doug Flynn and myself doing all the emcee work, and they were plugging Daily Fish quite a bit. So a lot of people said Good. they listened to it. Rick Serrate was there, uh, who we interviewed, and uh, Rick Did just- Did he know it? Started- yeah and he said what a great time he had so he uh he he enjoyed it very much so anyway yeah Good. getting uh, back to hope for the warriors is uh something i always enjoyed doing been working with them for about 16 years or so so yeah but thank you for saying that so, no but, you
0: know, we we rib each other every we all we're friends i mean hardline's the greatest He comes to my bar and all the girls where the brother at with that thing in his nose That looks cool. <laughs> it's funny we got away with a, a great line in Blazing Saddle. Where are the white women at? I got white women coming. We got white women coming in. <laughs> it's a we
1: we gotta bring Bubba back. We gotta bring Bubba oh, back, okay. that's for sure.
0: Yeah I'll tell you what we I'll tell you what. We're gonna leave you on this because I'm getting short again. I can't I've never seen something like this. I can't believe it.
1: Wow. I I think I've seen something like that before. It was at a I think it was at a New York Mets game and it was a crowded game, but the girl had a blanket over her head. I remember that. It had to be about 20, 25 years ago. But
2: I just wonder, you know like, were the teams out on the field and they were like, and then somebody stopped, And they were like, what are you looking at? Huh, look at that. Hey, Tim, imagine,
0: you see this? Can you imagine hey, the guy doing the that. blimp? Imagine the blimp. <laughs> hey, look at this. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> look, we got our national pastime, And we got baseball, Labor Day, but it's still it's a Baseball, hot dogs, apple Absolutely. pie, Chevrolets. And guess what? Go to an A's, Jabe, and get blown. <laughs> nice. Boys, nice. I, I wish you both a great Labor Day. We've labored for 68 shows, and thank God Hardline's with us to keep us intact. Um, I will try and have more tact on our next show. It's a pleasure yep. being with you guys. And, uh, guy, hey, guys, love great week. Go love Serena. you, guys. Love you, too. Go Serena. Go baseball. Yep. Go NFL. And everyone love each other and we love you.